You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. It's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Jessica Chung on with us. Jessica owns the JC Healthcare Associates, which is a direct primary care uh, providership, and also IBAN Nurses, which I'm really excited to talk about. So, Jessica, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Sure. Yeah. I like to get a little background um, on the nurses. So tell us about your nursing experience and what got you to where you are now. <laughs> yes. So I um, graduated with my associate's degree in nursing in 2010. And um, that was while I was living in New York. So I was living in New York, attended a, a associate, associate degree program. Then uh, shortly after, you know, passing the NCLEX, um, was working in different facilities and then went on to obtain my bachelor's degree. So I obtained my bachelor's degree in, let's see, 2012. Uh, took a short break, um, as nurses do, <laughs> and then went and enrolled um, for the master's degree program. Um, shortly after that, still working as a nurse, um, but I always had an ultimate goal. Once I found out about um, the advanced the advanced practice role, um, because growing up, that wasn't something that we heard about. We heard about nursing, but you didn't hear a lot about nurse practitioners. So um, once I discovered that role, I went into nursing for that specific reason. So I knew I wanted to be a nurse practitioner. Um, so I didn't want to waste too much time. So after obtaining my bachelor's, went to obtain my master's degree. During that time frame, I um, decided to move to Florida. So I left the cold city of New York and moved down to Florida. And, um, you know, just for more opportunities, finished up my master's. Uh, and in 2015, started practicing as a family nurse practitioner. And then um, decided that I was going to do something crazy and get my doctorate. I don't know, you know, just because we do crazy things like that, right? Um, got my, <laughs> enrolled in, and it wasn't just because I was uh, ambitious to get my doctorate. I did my doctorate in a crazy one-year program. So I took four classes per semester, three semesters, um, no breaks, and I was just determined um, to just get it done. I, I wanted, I had a goal in mind. Um, so that was 2018 when I received my doctorate in uh, doctorate of nursing practice with a clinical focus and been practicing as a nurse practitioner um, during that time as well. And um, shortly after that, I decided to start my own practice. So um, that was, again, that was a new venture. That was something even in the, you know, back in 2017, 18, that was still pretty new and really uh, boisterous to say, <laughs> as a nurse practitioner, you were going to start your own practice. Um, I had, you know, I, I knew of a few people that did it and didn't really have uh, someone to mentor me, guide me. So, of course, I made some mistakes in in, in uh, things along the way, but I learned, um, I grew from that. 
continuing to grow even now um, with my practice, um, which, you know, opening my practice has allowed me to do other things. So that is my nursing journey in nutshell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's exhausting. It <laughs> <I> is. is. <laughs> so exhausting. you make me, I feel like a total slacker next to you because like, <laughs> I started my nursing career in 1996 and it took me 20 years to do what you did <laughs> in like 10. <laughs> the, the DNP program in one year alone is like exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that that was a small program. <laughs> All right. So you started, how, how did you know to do direct primary care? Like, where did that come from? So that was a model I came across. Um, I just, it was, it wasn't like I was like seeking it out. I came across, I, I was looking for ways to offer services without insurance. That's, that's the truth. I had working in clinical practice as a nurse practitioner, I saw the disadvantages of health insurance or uh, I saw the dis disadvantages on both ends as the patient and as the provider um, and as an office, as a, as a business itself. So I saw um, the disadvantages. Of course, health insurance has its advantages, but I knew I was like, something has to be done. Something has to be available for people to obtain quality healthcare services without the, the requirement of having insurance. And so I was, you know, looking ways, okay, how can I do this? Is this, so, you know, first I had to ask myself, can I, can I provide healthcare without insurance, without accepting insurance? You know, so looking at that and realizing that, yes, you could. And um, now looking at, oh, you can actually do a membership and, you know, you can offer your services different ways um, and, and help people, especially um, when I was a, a nurse, a registered nurse, I did a lot of agency and PRN work. So there were times, there were periods where I didn't have health insurance. And um, I, you know, would utilize healthcare services when I needed to, you know, if I needed to go to an urgent care or um, if I needed an annual physical, you know, you just kind of get a one and done type of healthcare service. So thank God never fell ill during those periods. But I realized there were other people like me. There were other people who did work, you know, have careers, but didn't have access to health insurance or chose not to um, take, you know, employer-sponsored health care. And I realized there wasn't anything available for small business owners and entrepreneurs. And if they do, if they did try to get health insurance, it would cost them hundreds and thousands of dollars a month. So I came across the direct primary care model and I knew immediately, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is exactly how I want to model my practice and been doing it for a couple of years now. I mean, it, it definitely takes educating people. A lot of people seek us out uh, specifically for our membership, but in the beginning, it did take a lot of educating people like, yes, you can actually receive affordable health care. No, you don't have to use the ER for a sinus infection <laughs> because you don't have health insurance. So it takes a lot of educating and, and really showing people that, you know, it's okay to uh, venture out. And if you choose to resign from a job and you don't have health insurance, there are um, options available out there. Yeah, that kills me with the the health insurance being tied to your job. And I mean, some people are literally chained to their job because, you know, they might not be able to get health insurance with another job if they have a pre-existing condition or, or something or, yeah. or be outrageously expensive. So 
Um, I, I have followed the direct primary care model since uh, I'm going to say 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been fascinating. And I, you know, I know they've been through some hurdles uh, trying to get this, but it's amazing like how affordable healthcare can be when you actually put prices next to things. And, you right. know, your blood work doesn't have to cost $300. It actually costs like $6. <laughs> you know, like Yeah, this is actually, this is 100% true. And that's one of the things I love about direct primary care was the trice, the, the, the price transparency um, in that, you know, there's, we're not hiding anything from the patients. The, it is, this is the cost. This is what will cost you with the membership. This is what it will cost you without. So being, you know, very transparent with pricing um, and offering a service that is different because not only do I have the ability to, you know, provide the services without patients needing insurance, but I'm also too uh, available to have more time with my patients. So that was another huge thing, working in clinical practice, seeing patients every 15 minutes, um, 20 minutes. If you're really lucky, um, you get 20 minutes in between appointments, but um, it was, it was, um, it was difficult to, pro mm -hmm. to provide, you know, quality care and really talk to patients, help them um, when you have to literally, you know, you have to get in and get out because you have, uh, you know, 10 other people waiting to see you and just, you know, in just the morning, <laughs> we haven't right. even got to the afternoon yet. <laughs> you know, you got a full, you know, your schedule slammed um, because that office, you know, they're, they, the more they see, the more they can get from insurance um, where the DPC model is a benefit to uh, the provider um, and the owner of the practice and also the patients. Yeah, it, it's huge. I, I know I just, I see some of my surgeons and I've worked with some of them out in the outpatient and they're seeing 30, 40 patients and then going to the OR and I'm like, no, nah, this, this lifestyle, <laughs> I'm sorry, it sucks. <laughs> you know, and I can see how they all get burnt out, you know, it's right. just... So, uh, okay, well, let me ask you this. So the state of Florida as a nurse practitioner, do you have independent practice down there? So in Florida, we have a form of independent practice. So I believe it was about maybe 2020 um, where they passed the bill for um, nurse practitioners providing primary care services. So if you are providing primary care service, you are eligible to uh, apply for autonomous practice. And um, there has been a lot of debate as to what is considered primary care, what isn't. Um, and, you know, is this open to other specialties outside of family nurse practitioners? Um, and so they've kind of cleared it up and they have plainly stated it has to be a primary care service. So whether you are a family, adult, pediatric, it has to be a primary care service that you're primary care services that you're providing in order to in order to um, be able to uh, apply and have autonomous practice. Okay. And so when you started your DPC, your direct primary care practice, um, was there independent practice at that time or did you need a medical director and do you still have a medical director? Right. So no, at the time I started, you did need a collaborative physician for anything that you were doing. Um, and so I did find, um, I had two great collaborators that I've worked with who've been very just amazing in regards to reaching out um, and um, if I had any specific questions, if a case was complex, 
if anything was just over my head, um, reaching out and they providing their, their expertise or their advice and what I should do. And I do have one of my collaborative physicians who's in my network, who I do use as my, I guess you can call him like a consulting physician, where I, I, I still want to be able to reach out and say, hey, I have this going on. What do you think? What do you think I should do? Or what shouldn't I do? Um, so I think for any nurse practitioner, um, if you, even if you're comfortable with being independent and you, and you are independent, I think it's still great to have someone that you can reach out to and um, being okay with saying, you know what, or telling the patient, you know what, I'm going to discuss this with a colleague um, and I'm going to get back to you and see what we can do. Um, I think as nurse practitioners, just, and really any uh, provider, um, we, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to take on every case or you have the answers for every uh, patient problem you see, because you definitely may not. And you have to be comfortable. One thing about practicing or owning a practice of any time, you have to be comfortable with practicing independently um, with or without a collaborative physician or a medical director. Yeah. And I feel like that, that comes with experience. Cause I remember when I first started out as a nurse practitioner, I felt like I had to have all the answers and the more <laughs> I got you know, experience, the more comfortable I became with saying, well, I have no idea, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get it's... the answer, but I might not have it. Um, okay. So, you know, you have this other business, um, the international business for nurses. Is that what is this? Yeah, international <laughs> business association for nurses, business association for nurses. Okay. And you help source medical directors. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we got, we do quite a few things. Um, we do have the collaborative physician network. We have that. We also have other services and courses. Um, we have our 12 week program for private practice startup, um, some other courses for, um, for business startup relating to healthcare professionals. And we recently launched our credentialing, um, insurance credentialing service, go figure, right? <laughs> I don't accept it, but I'll help you get enrolled. <laughs> so, yeah, we, re we recently launched that this year where uh, we will help um, nursing professional, really uh, any healthcare professionals, um, but helping nursing professionals to navigate the insurance enrollment process. Um, so we recently launched that. Um, and I would say um, our 12-week private practice startup program and the Collaborative Physician Network are our like top two signature services that we offer within the, the organization. Okay. And why did you start those? Well, so starting IBAN came out of me starting my practice. So at, when I finally launched and things were going, I was growing. I went from being mobile to one little tiny office to then a bigger office. Um, people followed me from my entire journey, not just from starting the practice, but even before, um, you know, I had built a personal brand and, you know, uh, once I obtained my doctorate, I kind of shared that journey and then went on into entrepreneurship. And so people had saw my journey and, um, you know, people were inspired. And even though i was like a crazy chicken behind the scenes. <laughs> people were inspired by what they saw. And I had a lot of people, when I finally launched, I had a lot of nurse practitioners reach out to me saying, hey, you know, I want to do this. I've always wanted to do this. Can you share how you did it? And so um, I would um, I would share. I even did like, I had like free downloads, you know, all that good stuff. 
And um, I realized there was like a huge need um, that for this. And there weren't, um, at least uh, nothing I have found. There were, I don't know if there were any specific programs like mine, but I started out doing like a virtual workshop. It was like, I did it a couple times a year. Um, and then that turned into uh, people reaching out and saying, hey, the virtual workshop was great, but I need more like one-on-one -on -one help. And so then I started helping people one-on-one. -on -one. And then it became so much where I was like, I can't, you know, have I can't help 10 people one-on-one. -on -one. So then I created this 12-week program. Um, and I, I just designed it based on not that, you know, you would start any, everyone would start a business in 12 weeks, but I wanted to show everybody that the, here's the outline to starting your practice, your clinic. Um, and if you follow the outline, no matter how long it actually takes you, um, you can be successful. Um, and so that's where the 12 week program came out of that still do virtual um, workshops and, and, you know, go lives and um, send out resources and all that stuff in between. But it really has grown. It, it really has shocked me. Um, it's kind of like, um, I started this kind of right as the pandemic was starting. And during the pandemic, the uh, the the entrepreneurship amongst uh, nursing professionals exploded. It just exploded in 2020. And I think what it is, is that a lot of us, we, we saw that although we had the education and we had the skills, we had the experience, that really our jobs were not secure, even during the pandemic. Um, and we saw that a lot of, you know, advanced practice professionals, nurse practitioners were you know, either getting reduced hours or getting laid off. Um, if you weren't, you know, working in the hospitals as a nurse, maybe they can, maybe they did not consider you essential. And so they put you on hiatus. So a lot of people saw like, hey, you know what? I think I need to uh, come up with a plan B, another stream of income. And so it just really took off there. We, we kind of listened to what people want and say, okay, this is something that I will feel comfortable teaching on. So everything that we offer um, as far as a service or a course or uh, a, a workshop is something that I myself has experienced or done in some type of way. Um, and my our students and clients, uh, they surprise me. Um, they take that information and they run with it. Um, they, they have really, really been doing well. Um, it's just amazing to see so many um, nursing professionals. We even have chiropractors who have used our um, service and our taken our programs um, to expand what they do um, and bring nurse practitioners onto their team. So it's amazing to see people um, who are the medical professionals and non-physicians um, do so much and do so well in providing quality healthcare services through their own uh, businesses. Yeah, and I love that. And I, I really feel like that is going to be the wave of the future. I mean, working in the hospital setting, it, you know, it's nice. It, it had uh, it had its merits at the time, but I feel like the change that's going to come in healthcare is going to come from nurses and, um, you know, medical professionals in, when the outside changing how care is delivered. Uh, and maybe we won't need the hospital except in like very, very emergent cases, like right. Right, sinusitis should not be going to the hospital, right? Like exactly. probably 50 to 70% of stuff that goes to the hospital shouldn't be there. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely an outpatient, uh, you know, future, I think. Right. 
Yeah. No, it's funny that you said that, you know, your 12 week, because uh, we we do a lot of 12 week stuff, 90 days. And, uh, you know, the one thing I get a lot, and I, I'm wondering if you get this too, is uh, the nurses will get upset if they miss a date. And then I get emails and they're like, I'm so far behind. And I'm like, it's not, it's just a suggestion. <laughs> it's not, yes. <laughs> that is probably like uh, the number one, even um, before people join the program and during, they're like, I'm behind. And I'm like, behind in what? <laughs> do you know how long it took me to do this? <laughs> you're, you're like two weeks in and you're telling me you're behind. Trust me, you're you're good. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, social media is, is, is great in many ways. In some ways it's bad because you can see, you know, things on social media, you know, someone, this one's launching their IV hydration clinic. This one's launching their med spa. This one's launching their telehealth practice. And it can be overwhelming because you're like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up. Look at how everybody's, you know, doing great. Um, and you have to just uh, go on the journey at your pace right. and do it for you. Um, and if it takes you three months, awesome. If it takes you three years, it's still awesome. Um, so there's really no rush or there's no time limit um, other than if you're procrastinating or you're you're hindering yourself. But if you're going along the journey that is, is for you, there's no time limit. You're not late. You're not um, you're not doing anything wrong. What I like to tell my students and my clients is don't rush things, you know, don't jump ahead before the, the previous thing is complete, because then that's where you can run into trouble. Um, if you're rushing to, you know, meet this specific open date, well, you know what, if things aren't ready for you to open or launch on that specific date, especially if they're legal or, uh, um, you know, practice related things that are hindering, then that's okay. Just push, push it back. Um, you've already made it this far. So what's, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So even if it's a couple months, so I, I understand um, where people are coming from, because I think now, because we've had this explosion in the past two years, um, people, people who are wanting to start now may feel like they're late. Um, and I, I assure you, you're not late. You're, you're getting, you're still getting in at the right time. Um, and don't look at what, you know, what's going on in, in your area. You, you may seem like, oh, well, there's a bunch of clinics already open. Well, someone's looking specifically for what you are offering. Um, you bring something different. You are you. And you come with your skills, your expertise, your knowledge. Um, so you are still a leader and a provider in your own right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's definitely hard not to look at the competition and get deflated and, and that kind of stuff. I remember back in 2013, when I had played with the idea of a direct primary care until I realized I didn't like doing primary care. <laughs> you know, like This might not be the best mo business model. But anyway, there was <laughs> one competitor who was like, you know, really, who was like, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes away from me. And I was like, Oh, I can't do it now because that guy does it. And I look back and I'm like, that was like, the dumbest thinking ever, <laughs> you know, it was just naive and it was, yeah. uh, it was fear, you know, mm -hmm. popping in and just trying to uh, direct what I was doing and stuff. But um, yeah. regardless, no, I, I, you know, I really love what you're doing. I think this is a huge need in the market. I know we send you um, clients for, especially the collaborative physician um, and we do appreciate you and what you're doing. 
But let me ask you this. Um, what is uh, what is your vision for 2023 and, and onwards? My vision for 2023 um, for both my, my practice and IBAN is just to continue to grow. Um, I really, uh, well, actively for the clinic, we are actively looking at a uh, larger space. We've brought on two providers so far. Um, so looking to expand um, and continue to grow. I, I have um, been trans transitioning myself from owner operator to now owner in the clinic. Um, I have done all the hands-on, you know, I've practiced and now I, I have where a lot of students come through our office. And so we even hired one of the students who graduated as a nurse practitioner. So that was something that was amazing to see um, just because I was like, wow, look at how far that this has come. Um, so I want to continue to do that and um, continue to grow where we are locally and hopefully um, do have multiple locations. Um, direct primary care is still quite new. Um, so there are many other places, even just within my uh, region that need this type of service. So that's the plan uh, for the clinic. For IBAN, we want to continue to offer uh, services and education that is needed, um, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship from a nursing standpoint is different. Um, and we know that there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, things and nuances that sometimes can hinder or appear to hinder, I'll put it that way, appear to hinder non-physicians from getting into uh, clinics and starting up uh, different types of practices. And we want to continue to provide that education um, and streamline the process and help people to not fall into those, those pitfall, pitfalls and mistakes that come from starting up. And yep. so really educating themselves. And we also want to help people scale and grow. Um, and so, you know, seeing your practice consistently grow, gaining new patients, new clients, um, opening second and third and fourth locations, um, and even considering franchising. So we, we want to do that as we grow IBAN. We don't, we don't want to just offer startup, but we also want to help you scale and grow. So that is the plan for 2023. And um, hopefully somewhere in between I'll rest. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I'll take more vacations. Uh, personally, a personal goal for 2023, obviously, is to travel more, just for me personally. Um, being so focused these past <laughs> uh, 10, 12 years of my life, you know, I realized, like, wow, I did a lot. I think I should do more, you know, things that I love. Not that I haven't had a chance to, but really carving out the time and making out the time for myself to say, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to live that dream that I, I know that I encourage everyone around me to do the same as well. So that, yeah, that's the, that's the focus for 2023. <laughs> I love it. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, all right, Jessica. Well, if people are interested, they want to get in touch with you. They need a, a collaborating physician. They want uh, insurance credentialing. Where can they go? How can they find you? Yes, so we can find us at www.ibanurses.com. Um, and that's IBA Nurses on all social media platforms. If you are local in the Tampa, Florida area and you 
would like to consider direct primary care services, um, you can reach us at jchealthcareassociates.com. That is my local private office where we provide primary care in services and as well as uh, wellness services and IV infusion services. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Thank you so much, Katie.